Thank you for listening to the Adult Explore the Bible weekly leader training podcast. This podcast is designed to help teachers prepare to lead a Bible study group using LifeWaves Explore the Bible adult resources. Each week, we review the Bible passage for that week's study, examine some questions teachers may face, and give some teaching tips along the way. I'm Dwayne McCrary, your host, and this week I'm being joined by Ken Brady. Ken Brady is the manager of the ongoing curriculum at LifeWay. So, Ken, thank you for being with us today. Dwayne, happy to be here again. Love this podcast. Uh, we're looking at session seven of our winter 21-22 study of Ezekiel and Daniel. Uh, this particular lesson also is the Sanctity of Human Life lesson. We'll be looking at passages in Ezekiel 16, Ezekiel 23, and Psalm 139. The main point of this lesson is that God values all human life. So let's look at these three passages. Uh, the, there's a main point with each one of them. The first one is Ezekiel 16, verses 20 and 21. Uh, we've entitled that, Wrongdoing is Justified. In those verses, the people of Israel turned their back on God and began worshiping idols. The worship of these idols included the sacrificing of their children which was a disgrace to God and his purposes. The people justified their sinful, wrongful actions and deceived themselves into believing that they were right with God. For us, we can remember that forgetting God's gracious acts on our behalf can lead to the devaluing of human life and unthinkable sins. The second passage we'll be looking at is Ezekiel 23, verses 36 to 39. In those verses, we've entitled those on our outlines Callousness becomes the norm. In those verses, God instructed Ezekiel to confront Ohala and Ohalaba uh, with their adultery, murder, idolatry, child sacrifice, and defilement of the sanctuary, and also the desecration of the Sabbath. The people were so calloused that they entered the sanctuary to worship God after sacrificing their children to idols. For us, the, the main point that we can take from that is over time, People can become so callous to their sin, they no longer revere God's holiness. The third passage that we'd be looking at is Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16. And in these verses, we see God revealing his truth. The psalmist conveyed his fascination over the creation of a child and God's role in that creation. The psalmist declared that God planned the conception of each child knowing the number of days for that person, even before the child was born. The main thing that we can walk away from those verses or walk away with from those verses is that all human life is of value and should be protected. Ken, let's look at this first section here, this out of Ezekiel 16 and 23, chapter 16 and 23. One of the things, by the way, that we're encouraged to do or an idea that's given to us in the leader guide is to conduct a debate using those two those two passages. Uh, and the group would then consider the, the question of people are insignificant. And then you would you would have one group taking one side, one group having taken another side and using the uh, the passages in Ezekiel 16 and 23 to justify whether people are insignificant or not and and thinking through that in this process. Uh, but that's just one way to look at the passage. But one question that I would have here is how does the rejection of God lead to the devaluing of human life? You know, Dwayne, I think we see that uh, today even, right? And, uh, you know, I was pondering that question. I think that, you know, if we, if we reject God, there are several things that come into play. First, I think we become 
our own authority. You know, the Lord is no longer the authority. We're our own authority. And if that's the case, then what we decide is right, you know, and what we decide is wrong is wrong. And so we become, you know, our own authority. And if there is no God, if we reject him, uh, then there is no fear of punishment. We, there's no one there that is going to hold us accountable for our actions. We hold ourselves accountable for our own actions. I also think too, Dwayne, if we reject God, then obviously we're going to reject the things that God values. We, we reject him. We would also reject those things that he values. And we know very clearly from these passages, you know, he values human life and it even calls the, the children that are mentioned here, the ones that were sacrificed uh, to Molech, and he calls them my children. And so if we reject him, then we reject those things that he loves and values. But then also, you know, we forget, I think this, my last point here is that we forget uh, if we reject him, we forget those blessings that he has given us. And I think this is partly what happened here. And, and the, you know, we just assume that everything that we have is just ours to do with as we please. And I think that's what happened to the Israelites. They uh, forgot him, they rejected him, and they assumed that those children uh, that he dearly loved uh, were theirs to do with as they pleased. And it just led to all kinds of awful circumstances. You mentioned Molech. One thing that uh, may be helpful for this lesson uh, is using Peck item 13. It's a handout. It lists the gods, the main gods of Babylon. They had several gods, but they list uh, on that, on that Peck item, the gods of Babylon are listed, Molech being one, and gives us some background, some information about the significance of each one of the gods that are mentioned here in these passages. Let's just explore this, this irony for a minute, Ken, the irony of offering a child as a sacrifice to gain another child or more children. Yeah, it doesn't quite seem like that works. The mathematics to me, Dwayne, don't work on that one. You know, you give up one to get one, well, you're even. Uh, there is no guarantee if you give up one, you're going to get, you know, more than uh, one. And so it's a huge risk, a big gamble, and uh, just absolutely makes no sense. You know, why not love the one that you have? Why not pray and ask the Lord to bless you and give you more? You know, that quiver full thing that we see in the Old Testament, children are a blessing. Uh, so no, this absolutely makes no sense. It is super ironic uh, that you would kill a child in hopes of having another one given to you. It just makes no sense. And this was an ugly time. I mean, this is, a, these two passages are hard to read for me. They are. This is, I mean, this is devastating to, to think about, you know, and, and Dwayne, uh, in the lesson, it mentions things like, the, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, these, these parents might have thrown their children into a fire, or I think the, the one that I've read here uh, that your team produced uh, and referenced is that, you know, they might have been placed inside a bronze structure of some kind, and that structure heated up, and they literally cooked to death, you know, yeah. in the fire. So uh, either which way, it is just a horrible you, you have to wonder, how do parents, how do people get to the point that they can do that to their own flesh and blood? You know, the, the moms that carried these babies for nine months, and then to do something like this is just so evil. And it's just, it's hard to believe that people can get to this point. But they got there. At this they point. got there. Yep. And we see just as much callousness today. And we think that we would not be immune to what happened here in Ezekiel, but that's not necessarily true. How does Psalm 139 shed light on what was happening in Ezekiel's day? Yeah, I, th I think here in what Psalm 139, this is one of those uh, high points, right, of this particular lesson, as we are considering uh, how fearfully, you know, the scripture says, fearfully and wonderfully made 
uh, that we are. And it just shows that God uh, knows us and, and knits us together, you know, from the very beginning, knows our days, knows the number of our days, knows, you know, the, 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 thing, the plans that he has for our lives. And it just flies in the face of uh, the callousness that people had towards these children. You see God loving the children that he has created inside the wombs of these mothers and given to these families. And uh, it is just a complete opposite uh, of, of what you find, you know, these families, these Israelites, you know, caring, uh, caring for their children. One thing that we want to point out in this lesson too, Ken, is, uh, and uh, this is from the, the leader guide in the teaching plan. It's also in the leader helps in the daily discipleship guide. But when we're doing the conclusion of this lesson, we want to help folks remember that no matter a person's past, God is able and willing to renew their heart and mind, and that we must see other people through his eyes as God's own creations. And that includes folks who have committed things, committed, had abortion or funded an abortion or mistreated people, however you want to think about it, that there very well may be in our classes, people who have gone down that road, been down that road. Uh, we don't want to water down, I guess, the reality of that. But at the same time, we also don't want to see that as the unpardonable sin, uh, that salvation is not available to those people. How does Psalm 139 help us think through salvation and our understanding of salvation? Well, uh, obviously, you know, here in Psalm 139, you have the, the creator of the universe, uh, you know, creating people, loving and valuing them, giving them to families to be cared for, and knowing that uh, that he he desires none to perish. And so you can find all the way you know, through throughout the Old Testament, the uh, the unfolding of his plan for Christ to come. And and he is coming uh, to to provide salvation. Uh, for people that uh, that cannot uh, provide it for themselves, you know, we're spiritually bankrupt, and so uh, in the plan for people's lives, you know, God, uh, you know, plans for people to hear the gospel, and He wants us to share. He values life, you know. He He desires for none to perish. Uh, you can find this uh, all throughout the New Testament, especially. Uh, one of my favorite passages on that is in Second Peter chapter three. You know the fact that uh, that you know that Jesus is delaying, you know, air quote that his return uh, is so that uh, people can hear the gospel and be saved. And you know, Peter tells us, you know, consider today is the day of salvation. It's another day to share Christ and to be about uh, living uh, for the Lord. And so uh, Psalm 139, I think, absolutely uh, ties to this idea that that God uh, wants people, uh, the, these precious children, they grow up to be adults, uh, that he wants these folks uh, to come into his, his eternal family, his forever family, so to speak. Does that make sense? Yeah. For some people, they'll remember, though, that the session last week, Mm -hmm. uh, when we looked at Ezekiel 37, it was about the Valley of Dry Bones. Yeah. And the main point there was that God brings life to dead people. Right. That, that whole message is still true in this passage as well, is that God brings life to dead bones mm -hmm. in Ezekiel 37. But that life is not offered just to those who are like us, but offered to anyone. And that includes those who we may not always value as much as we should uh, seeing them as lesser in some form or fashion because of past sins 
or those type of things. But dead is dead, regardless of the sin that led them to be dead. That is for sure. And I think, you know, uh, you know, if I was going to teach this lesson, uh, I would probably remind my group about uh, Paul's story, a very quick, you know, 60 second overview. I mean, this, you know, the apostle Paul uh, was somebody who, uh, you know, the world considered to be successful, intelligent, you know, uh, a Pharisee among Pharisees and all this. Uh, but, uh, you know, we find there uh, in the book of Acts, you know, a description of him murdering and terrorizing the church and uh, all these things. And God redeemed him from that and, and turned him into one of the greatest evangelists that the church has ever known. You know, two-thirds of our New Testament comes from his writings. And so it just shows you that God can redeem anyone and that no one, uh, you know, is outside of his reach and with God's grace touching them. Uh, even a person that's made a terrible mistake in their lives or mistakes, right, uh, can be redeemed and God can do great things in their lives. So we absolutely, I love what you just said. You know, we don't need to look down on people, you know, that uh, that have you know, been through, since this is a sanctity of life lesson, you know, they've been through the process of abortion or maybe there's a, a fellow in our groups that have, you know, paid for, paid for an abortion at some point, you know, college days or whatever. Uh, these people uh, can, can be saved from their sin. And God wants to do that. He wants to restore them and to give them a new purpose in life. And that's, I think that's one of the great things that we need to have come out of this lesson. Not just, you know, we, we value life and hate abortion, but we also love the sinner, you know, and Jesus loved that sinner. You know, he hung out with sinners and tax collectors and he spent his time with these folks because they were sick. And he said, the healthy don't need a doctor. And so I think we need to keep that in mind because we probably will have people in our group that have been either touched by this directly, or maybe Dwayne, it's a parent in one of our groups, and maybe it's a daughter or a son that's had this experience and, and, and or so grandson. or a grandson. And so it, it, it has all kind of far reaching implications. So I do think we need to be careful uh, and be mindful of those folks in our groups that uh, might feel a special uh, weight uh, of, of remorse, you know, when we go through this lesson. Yeah, th this lesson is our last lesson out of Ezekiel uh, during this, this quarter. And it's a fitting closure, I think, to the book of Ezekiel, where we've seen God's judgment. We've seen God's hand working against in discipline against the, the people of Israel, against Judah. But at the same time, in the middle of all of that, there's hope being extended by Ezekiel and realizing that there is a better day that's coming. And that better day will be seen through faith in Christ. And I think that's important for us to keep in mind as we look at session seven. <laughs> Uh, before we go, let me remind our folks out there about Extra. We identify a current news event and describe a way of using that news story to introduce and conclude the group time. The file is free, and you can find these ideas on the Explore the Bible website by typing the following in your web browser. Go explorethebible.com forward slash leader extras. We want to thank you for listening today, Ken. Thank you for being with us, and we hope you will encourage other teachers to tune in next week as we look at session eight. It'll be our first session out of Daniel. Bob Bunn will be joining us, and we'll be looking at Daniel 1, 8 through 21, and looking at the idea of believers can live with integrity when tempted to compromise. Mm -hmm.